welcome to the latest podcast from the Recruitment and Employment Confederation. We're bringing you the latest updates and insights from the world of recruitment to help you navigate these challenging times. Today we're looking at the political and policy sphere. Uh, we saw lots of announcements very quickly by government uh, during March and into early April. Uh, lots of decision before detail, so we're still working hard on week-to-week, day-to-day updates on how some of those uh, big schemes are going to be designed and going to work. We've seen some changes, whether that's the announcement that the furlough portal for you to register uh, workers for furlough will open on the 20th of April, or the fact that some of the business rate support and some of the local authority grant schemes may well be available to recruitment businesses. So do check your eligibility for that. So Tom, lots and lots going on. A lot of this is quite uncertain, but certainly over the past uh, three or four weeks, a huge amount of activity for the REC with government. Yes, and, and I think that's a good point. A lot of this is new. I mean, it's only a few weeks ago we were frantically looking at what furlough actually meant, you know. So um, so I think there has been a, a big focus on understanding what the governance measures mean. Our job at the REC is really to try and get as much clarity uh, as we can, as quickly as we can. And I think some of the information around furlough schemes has been in that category. So, for example, the fact you can use it for, for temporary workers, um, the fact that people have furloughed can work for other employers, and that's something that's in the updated guidance. And that will continue. And, and that's why I think it's been great to have uh, the COVID hub on our website, which is updated several times a day. And that's something we'd encourage members to just keep an eye on as we go forward. I think that's absolutely right, Tom, and really important because some of the rules for these schemes are changing quite quickly that uh, if you are using template documents or contracts from the REC, do make sure you download the latest versions from the COVID hub because uh, they can change quite swiftly, as we saw with some of the rules on the JRS, which changed on a Saturday morning quite uh, quite recently. Yeah. At the moment, what we've seen from, uh, from government has largely delivered against uh, quite a few of the things the REC set out. Uh, to to get uh, a few weeks ago, both in terms of the furlough scheme, but also things like business rates support. We're still pushing uh, in particular on SSP support for members because that's something where we think of the investment will protect workers, clients, agencies, and actually save, uh, save gov- the government money over the, over the long haul. But there are also some quite significant other changes that government has rushed, rushed through, one of which, Tom, is the uh, insolvency regime, which uh, maybe is not in the traditional bailiwick of REC legal advice, but I think it's quite important for uh, members to be aware of. What's your take on that? Well, that's another example of things that are coming at us quite fast. I mean, on the one hand, it brings more flexibility into insolvency rules, which is at the current time you can understand. Uh, The one concern that we're following up is what does that mean if you're you're a provider of services and your client uh, actually is in administration? So how does that work in terms of potentially the money being clawed back from you, the, the supplier of services, even once you've been paid? So there's lots of little practical things that we need to look into on this as well as continue to take forward the the feedback from members and looking for clarification. I think that's the other theme of our work certainly over the last few weeks is is clarification on things. So one of the big topics for us at the moment is um, whether temporary workers who are furloughed can uh, accrue holiday pay during that time they are furloughed. So that's one of the areas that we think they're not technically on assignment. So no, but there are different views out there. And our job again is to try and get as much clarity from government lawyers as we can whilst again using our own legal analysis to to help members at this current time. 
I think that's a huge point because, of course, there's a significant cost to furlough, uh, which would then have to be picked up either by the agency or passed through to the client if they did accrue holiday. And it's something that uh, we've raised with the Chancellor directly in a joint letter with a number of other organisations from across the sector. Um, And making sure that furlough is a cost effective choice for agencies is critical to what we're trying to do at the moment in a, in a scheme which a month ago did not exist and hadn't even been thought of. So um, one of the pieces of advice, Tom, that I, I've quite often given to chief execs, managing directors of members is, you know, a lot of this is uncertain. Some of it is about using your best endeavours to navigate uh, the the rules as the government has seen them. We're working yeah. as hard, you and colleagues are working as hard as we can to get as much clarity as possible. Yes. But there's certainly something in it for uh, agency leaders to be thinking, how do we navigate this and feel once we've come through to the other side of the crisis that we've done the right thing? Yeah, and it's uncharted territory. And, and I think one of the things that we've found is every day, we're speaking to government departments and, and our members are saying, could we get more clarity on this? And and often it does take a little bit longer than we think, than, than we hope. Why? Because people are having to have conversations. There's nothing to go and look at to say this is this is how it should be. People are having to have conversations because it's almost been uh, brought out as, as we go. Every day new things uh, are happening. That The other thing that is true um, is it's not just us who are, who are having to, to come to grips with this. It's, it's clients as well. And I think there's a a good message emerging from a lot of our members who are actually helping their clients come to grips with some of this. And that comes back to a theme that we've been looking at for a number of years now, which is the role of recruiters as advisors to their clients. 90% of employers say what they're looking for from their recruiting partners is expertise. And I think at this time of crisis, it's a great opportunity for our members to show that expertise in their discussions with clients who perhaps haven't got the support of of a trade body to guide them. Well, I think that's absolutely right. And if you uh, think about that uncertainty, those uncertainties that recruitment businesses are feeling are equally shared on the client side and expertise and understanding of what's going on in uh, in terms of the regulatory framework and the policy frameworks never more important than it is at a time like this when government really is in control of the economy in a way that isn't normal in the uh, uh, here in the UK because of the uh, the uh, public health advice that we are all operating under. Um, in terms of where the politics is, it does seem to me like uh, there, there are a couple of strands here that are worth people thinking through. Uh, one is it's still not yet clear how long this sort of almost lockdown that we are in will continue and how business will develop within the lockdown. We're certainly seeing government pushing back that decision in line with waiting for the peak of the virus to pass. You see that in the daily news conferences. But I think also we're seeing businesses start to to reshape. Certainly when we had uh, Duncan Brown from Emsey on the pod recently, we were talking about the very high growth in certain sectors of the economy that are being driven by the crisis. But also we're starting to see recruiters do different things like fully place and start placements for for candidates online yeah and i think i think there's different uh, almost products and, and services coming coming online which is great to see also uh, you know our take is over the coming weeks and months increasingly we'll, we'll be focusing on what 
the crisis means for different sectors. And we've got a whole series of webinars coming up looking at uh, uh, specifics in the different sectors. I know education initially, there was a lot of uh, discussions there about how you transfer face-to-face -face interviews into online uh, checks at a current time when it is impossible to do face-to-face -face interviews, for example. So that was that was a very sector-specific um, issue, and, and that will continue. And I think some of the you know, some of the activities our members are taking forward in sectors like healthcare, obviously, uh, but in, the, in other sectors like the food production sector is huge. And some members are, are obviously very busy. Other members are playing a key role in helping individuals who, who perhaps have lost their job, unfortunately, but to tra transition into some of those sectors where there's a huge demand. So I think, you know, our members, recruiters are playing a key role now. And I think we'll play a key role when we start to look at the comeback in our jobs market further down the line. And what, what I sense from our discussions, you know, we're talking to number 10, uh, to base, to the Treasury every day, um, both officials and ministers. Uh, I think it's fair to say, Tom, that neither of us have been in the REC at a time where we've had such good access and quality discussions with government. Uh, we're talking to them all the time about, yes, once we get through this public health moment of crisis, how do how do we normalise? What's the path back? And obviously yeah. the role of the sector in addressing what will be higher unemployment than we've seen for a long time um, and in helping companies reshape uh, to, to meet that. I've just sensed in the last few days that in the background, those discussions about how we normalise are starting to happen. And clearly it's not appropriate to be prioritizing that at the moment we have to put people's health first mm. but there's certainly a sense in government of we've made big commitments we're trying to work out how these things work and as we said earlier a lot of these things for businesses and for agencies are uncertain you know some of the questions we're getting in on the helpline we can't answer because government hasn't yet come to a decision on them um, there definitely does seem to be, though, emerging a kind of, uh, I was talking to a member earlier, a kind of red face test, which is mm. with everything that you know, how do you behave ethically and feel proud of the decisions you've made on furlough, uh, on uh, preserving your business, on uh, supporting the effort? That seems to be something that's come uh, come up in a really big way from REC members, mm. uh, as well as being something that I think government is interested in. I think that's spot on. And certainly one of the things that we know is this is a massive test of leadership in our sector and across other sectors. And what's interesting is when we did our white paper last year on the future of leadership, etc., cetera, uh, two big themes came out of that. And that was based on feedback from a wide range of employers and think tanks and the big two themes that came out is future leaders will be good at managing disruption. Uh, and, and we're seeing that in spades at the moment. We weren't planning on this level of disruption, but that was one of the themes. And the other one is future leaders as people-centered leaders who look after their people first and foremost. And when we did our first webinar after the start of the crisis, it was great to see 86% of our members saying the number one priority at this time is the well well-being of their staff and the workers on their books. And I think that will serve us in good stead um, post-crisis. And, and, and I think there's a real opportunity for our sector to, to, to emerge from this as having played a massive role uh, externally, but also internally. And, and, and I think that will be recognised by the workers and, and, and the staff of, of our members. And I think as we, um, as we take this forward, that sense of government uh, not having prescribed all of the rules, but being willing to be pragmatic. Yeah. Um, it, that really does force uh, 
the question back on to leaders. And of course, at the REC, what we're doing is trying to make things as clear as possible for for members, getting the information onto the COVID hub, getting the legal helpline advising people uh, appropriately and accurately as they always do. Um, but there will always there will be 50-50 decisions or 60-40 decisions for, for leaders to make. And and I think that sense of how do we do that and not look back and regret those decisions and how do we do that with commercial sense and humanity seems to me to be the biggest single challenge for recruitment leaders, echoing what you saw in the yep. in in the white in the white paper. And the the more I think about this, the red face test is actually a really good one. Yeah. Uh, could you explain it to your mum is another one and if you have a, a, a good Presbyterian Scots mother as I do that, that should frighten you more than most of your business conversations but it's clear that leaders are in the spotlight in a way they haven't been before and not just actually with the temps on your books your candidates your clients your, your own staff but in the public domain as well we're certainly starting to see uh, more open discussions about different roles agencies are, agencies are playing um, and that that feels different to before. What's your reflection on that, Tom? I think that that's right. So there is scrutiny, and we've already seen in the media uh, some examples of employers perhaps not 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 playing it as they should. We've seen the whole debate around football clubs as well. So I think there is there is a spotlight on the sector. I think what that uh, creates is a need for industry leaders to be quite media savvy. So if you are approached um, by the media to understand how to do that, again, that's something. REC can support with so almost that crisis management. I think the other thing that is true is a lot of this comes back down to one word, authenticity. So when we've done work, not just in that sector, but with employers who signed up to the Good Recruitment uh, Collective, we've looked a lot about employer brand and how you manage the reputation of your brand as a business. And the whole theme of our work over the last year or 18 months has been it has to be authentic. And you test that authenticity when it comes to a crisis point like we're going through at the moment. So, so I think both in terms of um, that internal message, but also that external one about potentially being savvy dealing with the media is something we're keen to support members with going forward. I think that's absolutely uh, right, Tom. And uh, in terms of putting, so uh, I think we're planning on putting some uh, some ideas up on, on the COVID hub that just help uh recruiters think about how you engage with the, the the debate outside the bounds of your normal course of business and a lot of that is about that authenticity point it's about humanity it's about engaging with the debate and not being defensive um and and as you say i think we're very happy to help members who maybe find themselves uh picking up the phone to the local journalist or more at a time when People are being asked to be made uh, to be making decisions in quite an uncertain way, and the JRS is a classic example of that, where uh, we will force as much uh, uh, detail into and clarity into the uh, into members' hands as we possibly can. Classic case you mentioned earlier is the holiday pay rules. Yes, yes. Um, but ultimately, there will be decisions for every business to make, and we're happy to kind of help educate. Those that decision making process, but there's also something about leadership and adaptability and making the right call for you and your business, which uh, is a big challenge and one which I think does come back to that that sense of making the right call and doing things which you feel can, it will pass the red face test, as we yeah, talked about. Uh, I think that's spot on, and perhaps one little anecdote pre uh, crisis. So our members are already in the habit of contacting us when something surprising happens, and perhaps my favourite one was. 
one of our members who rang us one day and said, there's a coach and horses outside my agency. And we we were startled. <laughs> we asked some further questions. And it turned out it was a bit of a trade union gimmick. It was supposedly arguing that agencies were driving a coach and horses through regulations, etc. So so that was a good example. Our advice in that particular case was actually do nothing, let it slide over. It's a bit of a gimmick. It will pass. It didn't have a, a, a big impact. But, but having that instinct of contacting us when things like that happen, we're really keen to take that one forward. Perhaps the other thing to mention is conversely, we're also really keen to capture really positive examples that are happening out there. And we've already captured quite a few. Uh, so in life sciences, in healthcare, in the food sector, so recruitment agencies in our membership going the extra mile to help at this current time are things that we're keen to have visibility of so that we can then use them to showcase our industry's role at this time of crisis. So do send us any particular examples you've got of that, because that's part of our role again at the RAC is to showcase the good as, as well as pushing back on, on government when we need to. I think that's absolutely right, Tom. And we'll start to wrap up the pod at this point. But that that point around, we've spent a lot of time over the last month getting these schemes in place, getting the support in place, trying to make it work, getting the clarity right. Um, and we'll keep doing that and we'll keep pushing it back through the COVID hub. But some of it is also about us helping uh, members to make decisions uh, that uh, that help them to help their businesses, help their people and communicate those uh, decisions. So big focus coming from us uh, towards thinking about how the industry as a whole communicates. And I was on the CBI call with number 10 just uh, earlier today where we were talking about exactly that, which is as we get into the, as this period of uh, lockdown goes on, we need to start talking really positively about the role of business. And for, for us, that's really positively about the role of recruiters to show the difference that the industry is making and, ju- and just sharing those great examples. So we're very keen to be gathering more of those fantastic examples of the difference that recruiters are making. Yeah. Tom, any final thoughts in terms of the campaigning priorities for us? Going uh, I think one thing just to put into the mix is our campaign, the Good Recruitment Collective, which is which is a, re- a rebrand of the Good Recruitment Campaign, which is our segue to the client community. And I think helping our members to make decisions is a big part of our work at the REC. And as part of that, using that Good Recruitment Collective to filter back insight from your clients as part of what we're trying to do. And there's a survey currently out in the field so what are your clients, what are employers planning to do over the coming weeks and months? So we'll be able to filter that back through some of the member webinars, through some of the, the sectoral activity that we'll be doing over the coming weeks and months. And I think that, as well as the ongoing intel and clarification from government, will continue to be a big part of our work uh, over the coming weeks and months. Thanks, Tom, and thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Another great podcast. We're really interested in doing the topics that interest you uh, the most. So do get in touch with us if there are things like, for instance, the government's loan scheme or other issues that you'd like to know more about and get guests on the pod to talk about. But for now, thank you very much for joining us. Stay safe and stay in touch with your REC. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this episode helpful. Head to our COVID-19 hub on www.rec.uk.com forward slash COVID-19 for the latest guidance on managing your business during these unprecedented times.